Okay, we're in Mark chapter 14, and when last we left uh, Jesus and the disciples, you remember uh, um, two of the disciples went and they'd set up for the, the Passover, the Passover Seder. And that's where we're going to pick up our, uh, the narrative. Let's pray. Fathers, we look into your holy word. Indeed, we've, we've consented as one. We agree. It's your word. It's our light. It's our source. It's our compass. It's, it's what we need. It's our daily bread. So, Lord, give us our portion now and glorify yourself in the process. In Jesus' name, amen. Come to a portion like this and I get... Uh, it's the Eucharist. Uh, it's Gethsemane. Holy ground, indeed. And I always get really nerved up. But then I think, like, you know, I'm not doing this in the power of my flesh. And if I thought I was, forget about it. Nothing good's going to happen. Take a nap. Whatevs. Um, but I, I really feel like and I really think that God can take our feeble minds, feeble words of this, feeble pastor and make something great happen because God's God. He's the creator, right? He's the savior. Verse 17, and in the evening he cometh with the 12. There's still 12 at this point, not for long. And as they sat and did eat, Jesus said, verily I say unto you, one of you which eateth with me shall betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and to say unto him one by one, is it I? And another said, is it I? I, I see that. I see that very dramatically. I, I'd be the same way. Oh, hey, me, is it? Because I know my capabilities. I don't believe that my salvation hinges on my ability to stick close to the Savior. I believe my salvation hinges on his ability to keep me. If I thought, like, I have to work hard and huff and puff and oh, just forget about it. I know who I am. If there's a way out of this pasture that the shepherd is leading me in, I'll find it. I'll get lost. I'm, I'm done. Or the good shepherd will shepherd me all the days of my life. You can believe in either one of those. I, I invite you to just trust Jesus always. Um, so he says, is it, you know, everyone's going, oh, man, are you kidding me right now? It, oh, it's not me, is it? It's not me. <clears throat> He answered and said unto them, It is one of the twelve that dippeth with me in the dish. Um, he's saying, that, That's anybody. Well, not really. There's, the way they set up in a triclidium, there's, it, it's only at arm's length. So it's either John at his right or Judas at his left. He just kind of narrowed it down, right? Uh, I say it's, it's them because... They, they would lean on their left hand. It says when they were reclining at dinner. They're leaning on their left hand. They eat with their right. There's no chairs. It's the table's low to the ground. So, you know, the right hand's for eating and stuff like this. Um, he took the, the, the sop and he, in, in other scriptures and it says he handed it to Judas. So he's got to be here or here. Well, John is leaning on his breast. So John is here because they're like, uh, their feet are like away from the table and they're on their left hand. If John, so if you're going to you know, think about like this, you know what I mean? You know, and here's the table, right? If John's leaning on his breast, John is here, and Judas is right here, because he handed it to Judas. So he narrows it down there. Just, 
where our, you see Leonardo's depiction of the Last Supper. <laughs> Jesus would have said, what's that? You know, just, just saying, okay. Uh, it's one of the twelve that dippeth with me in the dish. The Son of Man indeed goeth as it is written to him, but woe to the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Good word for that man if he had never been born. Wow. There's a lot here. I'm going to leave it for most of it, going to leave most of it for your homework. I want to show you this. The Son of Man indeed goeth, as it is written. Where is it written? In the Constitution? In Mad Magazine? In People Magazine? No, it's written in the Bible. And here's Jesus resting on the written Scripture. Hey, I know how this is playing out. I know my Bible. Well, if you want, truth be told, I wrote the Bible, but I use human agency, but I know there's no pot, there's no corner of Scripture that Jesus isn't familiar with. The Bible's the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. Okay? There's a, and that's not a coincidence that the Bible uses those terminologies to talk about the Bible and to talk about Jesus. So here's Jesus. He's got it settled in his mind. Hey, it's written. But woe to that, woe to that man. You know, Judas, he's not a free moral agent. It's written, so he's got to do it. He's all locked in. Wrong, wrong. Go like this. Shake your head till the idea falls right out. We're all free moral agents. That's what it means to be created in the image of God. And just because God knows something doesn't lock you into a particular situation, okay? It just doesn't. Uh, I think at this point, because Judas is at the place of honor, Jesus' right hand and left hand. I think, remember, Jesus washes Judas' feet too. I think he's still trying to reach him at this point. I think he's still trying to win him back. I think he's reaching out to Judas in love. I don't think it's locked in just because God knows it's going to happen. You can wrestle with that for as long as you want. As they did eat, Jesus took bread. Now, this is the point where I think Judas gets up and leaves because Judas isn't in the... Eucharist, if you want to use that word, part of the meal. John tells us Jesus hands the sop to Judas. Judas gets up and leaves. And good riddance, you know what I mean? At, at that point, it's, he's made his choice. I say he made his choice, and you know, he repents later on. He throws the pieces, the 30 pieces of silver back to the, in the temple. I've, I've betrayed innocent blood. They said, yeah, that's your problems. Why don't you go settle it? But we don't care. And he went out and he hung himself. Why didn't he go to Jesus? Why didn't he go to God? Why didn't he ask for forgiveness? You say, God couldn't forgive him. Oh, you, if you don't know that, you don't know anything about God. I, I don't know what you think you've done that's so offensive that God can't forgive, but I'm here to tell you, there's nothing you can't forgive. The only problem is our, our stubbornness to admit our sin. That's the only issue. with once we, uh, If we confess our sin, confess homilageo. If we say the same thing about our sin, that's what homilageo means. Same, homo, homo right? Logeo, lo, logos, is, logos is there, the word. If we say the same thing about our sin that God says about our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What is the saying the same thing about? Well, it's sinful. We argue with God. Hey, we've eaten of the tree of the knowledge of God. We know what's right and what's wrong. No, we don't. 
Oh, we don't. You think you do? Take that apple, spit it out. You don't not. When you agree with this book about what's right and what's wrong, you're correct. When you think you are an arbiter of what's right and what's wrong, you're incorrect. That's all there is to it. Uh, you're welcome. Everyone lies to you about that. I'm not going to lie to you about that. As they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break and gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until the day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. There it is, the Last Supper. We got a new, everyone all good with that? Good, now we'll move on, right? Listen, here... The Catholic Church believes in transubstantiation, that the blood and the, the, the bread and the cup become the actual blood and body of Jesus Christ. Now, Luther, Luther when he started, he, no, it's not transubstantiation, it's consubstantiation. It's like it, it's spiritually, it doesn't change, it's, it's, it, it's spiritually the body and blood. It's not the actual, it's the spiritual body and blood. And then there's substantiation. That has a couple different forms of it. Listen, you can go and you can study all that stuff to your heart's content, and, and you can debate over it, and you can try to figure it all out. I think all he's saying, take, because it's not enforced on anyone. Eat, because, you, because that's what... To partake in such a way that it's part of you, that it becomes actual, physically part of you. Jesus has to be not peripherally attached to you. Not, if I say this right, Jesus is your all in all. Nothing short of that works. You have to be obsessed with Jesus Christ. You you you, You have to be bordering on insane about Jesus Christ, okay? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think spiritual. Yeah, Jesus, he's a, he was a great moral teacher. No. I mean, yeah, but no, you're wrong. I mean, if that's all you think, no. He's my everything. He's my Savior. He's my God. He's my everything. He's my provider. He's my sustainer. I, I think about him first thing in the morning. I think about him, and every time I come up with a decision, I say, Lord, Jesus, what do you want me to do? And then, if you do that, yeah, you're on the right track. But more than that, you, you worship him, you fellowship with him. You're, again, it's, it's kind of like an obsession. I don't know a better word for it. Uh, so you take him in. And I think, the, in my for whatever it's worth, 42, 43. And I've done all the reading. There's not a page out there I haven't turned. I mean, of course, there is many of them. I have done all the, I've done all the studying. This is what I think. I think the bread, the, the wafer, the cup is symbolic of Jesus' blood, Jesus' body. This is what he says. Okay, he took the bread and he broke it. <laughs> Hello? He broken body on the tree. It points to his death. His blood poured out. It shed. It points to... So when we take what we call communion, what are we thinking about? We're thinking about the death of Jesus Christ. 
And all you have to do is not eat in an unworthy manner. What's that to say? Unexamined. We come, we confess our sins, and we... I don't have any... unconfessed sins. I don't have any anything against anybody. I'm not bitter. I'm not mad at anyone. I'm not upset with anyone. I'm not... Relationships are really important. I'm not set with, upset with God. I'm not... So we argue all the way down here. We don't, we don't really do that. I'm serious. We don't really do that. So we, we fight all the way to church. And then I come here and I say, oh, it's communion. So I have to go up to her and I say, I'm sorry. No. no, no. Well, yeah. I mean, if that were the actual case, we, we'd do that. Because now we have to clear the air. Because we can't, we can't be at, like that. We can't be acting like unconfessed sin. So I think this is what that's all about. He wants us to do that. He wants us to do this in memory of him. This is the blood of my New Testament, which is shed for many. Shed for all? No. No. Many. Well, how do I get to be part of the many? Oh, it's easy peasy. Ask him. Well, save me from my sins. He'll say, yeah. And trust him for salvation. Well, I, I'm trusting my good works. That's a bad idea. That's no, that no. You'll get to hell doing that. Uh, there's no behavior that's so bad that will keep you out of heaven. But there's no behavior so good that make you eligible for heaven. It's all the blood of Jesus Christ. And when they had sung in hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. What hymn did they sing? Amazing Grace. Blessed Assurance, right? No, they sang Psalm 113 to 118. Psalm 113 and 14 would be sung in the beginning of the meal. Psalm 115 would be sung at the end of the meal. And after the meal, Psalm 116 and 118. It's homework. Read those. Uh, I'm just going to... Psalm 118. Uh, God proposed what songs he wanted at Jesus' funeral. Say, you're joking. I'm, I'm not. If you know you're dying, you get to pick. Um, Psalm 118. I'm just going to jump into verse 21. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me and not become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused to become the headstone of the corner of the thing and it's the going to Gethsemane. Isn't that Interesting. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You guys ever sing that? You know, it's kind of an echo song. This is the day. This is the day. And it's Sunday. That's what we're singing about, right? Like we kind of do. That's not what Scripture is talking about. I think this is the day the Lord has made. And tomorrow and the next day. And He gives us every day. And I'm, that's wonderful. And however you want to apply that. But if you want to apply it scripturally, this is the day. What day? The day that Jesus dies. This is after. They're having the Passover from sundown to midnight. It's about 6 p.m. to midnight. That's when they're eating, okay? I like six-hour meals, okay? (laughs) Invite me over dinner. Give plenty of time. I never have time for six hours. And I don't really eat for six hours. I couldn't imagine doing that, right? Uh, I have my fill and push away from the table. I wouldn't want to, you know, uh, that 
you know, keep my, I don't want to lose my girlish figure. So that's how I do. And uh, six hours, imagine that, six hours of fellowship, six hours of eating. That would be a wonderful thing. Uh, but it's after sundown. So this is the Passover. This is the day that Jesus is going to die. Okay, remember, the day started sunset. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, in the death of Jesus, not in the torture, not in the passion of Jesus, in the outcome. What's that? <laughs> Your salvation and mine. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. Uh, God is the Lord which hath showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Okay, it's not quite an altar. It's called a cross. And the bindings wouldn't be like leather thongs. They would be iron nails. But it's the same idea. And imagine Jesus, the Savior, singing this on the way to Gethsemane with his disciples. I don't think they understand what it's about in the nth degree. All the sacrifices up to now were a picture of this night. This is the reality that cast the shadow on all of the sacrifices. This is what it's all about. Ma imagine him singing that. God is the Lord which hath showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Jesus would have to remember that in his humanity as he goes to the cross. And that's what the next little part is about. So they went into the Mount of Olives. Jesus often resorted, resorted there. As he, he wants to get alone. He wants to be with the Father. He wants to wrestle through some things. He has some decisions to make. He has some preparation to prepare for. Uh, so Jesus saith unto them, and he's ministering to the boys now, all you shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Here's Jesus resting in the word of God again. I know what the scripture says. It's going to happen tonight. The shepherd's going to be smitten. The sheep will be scattered. And you're all going to be offended. Offended means they're all, going to, they're all, they're all going their separate ways. They're, they're going to run for their lives. They're not going to. That's what he's telling them, okay? <clears throat> But after that I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. They're all Galileans. Okay, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, down the south, about eight miles south of, of Jerusalem. But he's, he's, born, he's raised in Nazareth. He's a Galilean boy, and they all are, except for Judas Iscariot. And he ain't meeting anybody anywhere, so don't worry about him. So when they come to the tomb, remember the angels say, go to Galilee. He's going to meet you in Galilee. Remember that? We looked at that last week. Galilee, up north. Um, I'll go before you into Galilee. I was thinking about the angel. Uh, imagine getting that duty. Okay, go down there, flip that stone open. Not to let Jesus out, to show the world that he's not there, to let the world in. I'll, if I was the angel, I'd say, God, not to argue with you. I mean, you're God and everything, but there ain't going to be anyone there. He told them that he was going to rise. They're going to be looking for him in Galilee. They ain't going to be anyone at the tomb. That's what I'd tell God, right? I'd be so wrong. How did they not 
know this stuff. But after I'm risen, they didn't go to the tomb thinking, he's going to be risen. This is so cool. He's going to be risen. He's going to be risen. Yay, yay, yay. Why not? Words mean something. The words of Jesus Christ mean everything. Go, go before, uh, uh, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter said to him, because he's still back at that offended pot. Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. I wonder if they're like put out by this, because I would be. Because, you know, Peter's saying, yeah, yeah, I get it. Jeez, I totally get it. Yeah, these guys will punk out. They ain't much to them anyway. Me? No, 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 no. One, he's saying, Jesus, you don't know what you're talking about. And he's saying, the scriptures don't know what scriptures are talking about. Obviously, Zechariah didn't know that I would be here because you can count on me, Lord. Hope you're not that person. Hope you know what you're made of. Sometimes we sin. We let ourselves down. We never let God down. It's not like he's surprised in the sense of like, ah, oh, when I saved Adam, I thought I got like a Lincoln Continental. I had another lemon. Ugh. Oh, I'm so disappointed. He, knew, he knows who we are. He, know, he remembers our frame that we're but dust. Now, sometimes you will surprise yourself with how depraved you can be. God's not surprised. Does that give us reason of sin? Oh, no, 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 no. But he knows who we are. And he saved us anyway. He's so gracious. He knew all the times I'd fall flat on my face. And I was this guy. I, I had all the hubris, all the, you know, like, uh, well, lesser men. <clears throat> yeah, they would kill lesser men. But guys like me, no problem. I, I've been that guy. Most guys are. After face plant, after face plant, after humiliation, after... Um, kind of learn how to be a little bit more humble these days. Praise God. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. What happens if you don't? He'll humble you. <laughs> he does it. It's rather unpleasant. But it's for our good. Uh, Lord, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. These guys, they ain't much. I wouldn't, I would never deny you. I, 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 I'm not going to be offended. I ain't going anywhere. Jesus saith unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this day, even, if, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. We'll see that. Not today, but in Scripture ahead. And he spake the more vehemently, If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. Likewise also said they all. So now they're all affirming it. Ah. Uh. You want to work for Jesus? You want to do ministry for Jesus Christ? I'm going to give you a secret. Oh, I, I wish it was always this way, that I let somebody else pay my idiot tax. I let somebody else be stupid and I learn from them. I wish it was that way. I'm going to do that for you right here, right now. Yes, you're welcome. This is what you want to do. 
Have no confidence in the flesh and always trust God for every little thing that you do. I don't care what it is that you're doing for the Lord. Um, I learned this the hard way because I've had confidence in the flesh. What happens? <laughs> Disaster, chaos, mayhem, nothing good. When Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing, what he meant by that was, apart from him, you can do nothing. Easily explained. Uh, you know the person who's like, hey, hey, when you're away, Adam, let me, let me preach. I'll, I'll wow him. I'll do. I don't want that guy. When the guy I ask, uh, he will say something like, really, me? I, well, if you think, but I, uh, I want that guy. He has no confidence in the flesh. If you have no confidence in the flesh, you're uniquely qualified to do ministry for Jesus Christ. And you can get there eventually. You can just, right at the beginning, just give up on, on the flesh. You're not going to accomplish anything in the power of the flesh. It's going to be fleshly. It's going to smell like flesh. Don't like it, don't want it. Nothing good comes of it. No, you're going to, before the rooster crows, you're going to, twice, you're going to deny me three times. Does that happen? Of course it happens. Jesus said so. So he, really, Lord, really? Because that doesn't sound like me. Oh, God, bless me. I don't want to. No, no, no. He just doubles down. If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee. And everyone's saying the same thing. So they come to a place which is named Gethsemane, the olive press. Jesus is going to be pressed, pressed out like an olive. You know, you press olives and the oil comes out. Uh, I can explain this, but if you've been through Gethsemane, you say, I've never been to the Holy Land. No, it's, no, if you've been through your Gethsemane, I think we have them in our lives. I think we have more than one. You know, you know that place where only God and you are? You can't even explain to your spouse. There's not your best friend. Not, there's a place where God, just, just you and him, and you've got to work some things out and figure some things and come to the place where you rely on him totally. And you've got to, I don't know how else to say it. And that could be in your car. It could be in your prayer closet. It could be out in the woods somewhere. It could be in a crowd of people, though it's usually kind of a lot of emotions happen. It would kind of be a, a lonely, lonely place. And, and when Jesus would... With Jesus, it's in a place where, like I say, a lot of emotions happening. And he said to his disciples, sit here while, while I pray. He taketh with him Peter, James, and John. They go a little further off, about a stone, so Scripture tells us. And he began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy, very sorrowful. Uh, very, the word is homesick. And he's very amazed, is kind of amazed. Uh, um, Jesus knows what he's up against. He knows what Scripture says. Does Jesus want to be tortured now? But that's not what's got him upset. Listen, I think a lot, just a lot of people get this wrong. I like the movie The Passion. I liked it. I don't want to criticize. I couldn't do it. I couldn't make a movie like that. So when people do that, I hate to criticize. I like people making scriptural movies. The one thing is they, they nail his hand. He's kind of fighting with the other one. To, I have an idea. Jesus is like, yeah, go ahead. Yep. Did he have nerve endings like you and me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And I don't think he was all about, uh, yeah, I like, I like being spit at. I, I really, oh, pull my beard out. I love it. Uh, no, but I think the thing that got him really agitated, really amazed, as Scripture tells us, he's going to become sin for us. What does that mean? All the filth, all the perversity, all the, all the, can I talk about some specific sins? Child molestation is a sin. You knew that, right? I ain't telling anybody something they don't know. He's paying the penalty for the child molester. The, the pornographer, the, the rapist, and not just sex sins, murder, uh, genocide. He's paying the penalty for that too. He's, the scripture says he, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He's, he's about to become sin, whatever that means. But I tell you what the outcome of that is, God, who is of holier eyes that can behold evil, turns his back on Jesus Christ. He said, what, what are you talking about? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Now, we don't know what's happening in heavenly scene, except that Jesus is telling us that God has forsaken him. Why? Because he became sin for us. And I think that's what Jesus is wrestling with. I think that's what he's working through. Now, I'm not saying he, he, he loves the pain or wants that, but I don't think that's the issue. I never really did. I think the thing is, is he's swimming in the cesspool our, sin, our filth, our sinfulness, our depravity, our wickedness. He's never sinned, not even once, not even a little bit. He's never threw a hissy fit. He never was in the shop working with something, something split and broke, and he threw the hammer against the wall in a fit of rage. He's, he has never known sin, even a little bit, even ever. He's like us in everything except sin, okay? And that's what we have to understand here. And I think that's what he's coming to grips with. I think that's what the Gethsemane, his Gethsemane experience, his pressing is all about. My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry here and watch. He went forward a little and fell on the ground, prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. This is big. This is huge. He switches back to, he calls him Father all the time. Now he's, he's back to Abba. You can go to Israel and you can still hear little children say Abba. It's there. And, when they're, and it means Dada because you can say it without teeth, right? Like we got Dada, right? And then when they're a little older, they say Abba, and it kind of means dad. And they can say it as adults, too, with respect, and it means father. It's, but it's, it's the little infant word. Uh, and that's kind of what he uses. Um, Abba, father, all things are possible unto thee. What is he asking? 
Look, if you got something cooking up there, if you got a plan B, I'd really like to hear it right about now, because this whole uh, going to the cross, uh, being swimming in this cesspool of human filth, is not something I'm very excited about. You and me being separated for the first time in ever. I, I don't. I don't even want to taste that. The cup of your wrath. Uh, not something I'm very excited about. So. If there's another way, why don't we do that? That's, this is what it's all about. God doesn't answer his prayer in the affirmative, tells me there's not another way. If you, being good, could get you to heaven, why is Jesus dying? So I, I've never had anyone answer that, by the way. Because people, I, you know, I talk, uh, I have conversations all the time, especially people find I'm a pastor, and I we have conversations all the time about this. As you can imagine, right? You have conversations. And what happens? People say, well, I'm a good person. I never killed anybody. I've never, I've never cheated on my spouse. I'm a good person. You say, if that's the case, why do you think Jesus died? Why do you think he went to the cross and died brutal, horrible death if you're a good person? And nobody's ever given me a satisfactory answer on that, even a little bit, even ever. There is not a satisfactory answer. Heaven is silent. The only thing that happens is, and we're told in another place, that God sent an angel to comfort him, to get him through this. God doesn't say, yeah, I, yeah, I got to tell you what, I got religion. If they do a lot of religious activity, we'll give them graces, and later on they can trade them in for less time in purgatory, or whatever system you have, whatever one that you subscribe to, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that atones, that cleanses us from all sins, or there's nothing else. Jesus said, I'm the way, the only way. No one's coming to the Father except through Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus thinks. And I agree with Jesus, by the way. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. There's two wills here. And they're not in concert one with the other. But one is human will. That in and of itself is not sinful. You have a desire, and God has a desire. And sometimes those desires aren't the same desire. Is that okay? Because Jesus is exhibiting it here, and we know that he never sinned. But he's willing to will, he's willing to yield his will to the Father's will. Listen, I'll tell you something. We all have to come to that place. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand. You're God. I'm not God. I'm nothing. I, I can't. Look, maybe I'll never understand. Let's do it your way. That's, that's sound. That's a good place. I don't know what else to say. Um, Jesus comes to that place. He cometh and findeth them sleeping. He saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldst thou not watch one hour? Oh, you're the one who's not going to be ashamed, right? You're going to fight off the whole Roman army. You can't even fight off the Sandman. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, look, 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 look. Uh, I, let me just tell you something. 
I'd rather you sleep here than be awake anywhere else. I remember I was like, uh, you know, working at CRD and uh, back when it was Seven Oaks and I was coming in, I had a night, uh, Monday night when I was teaching. And the guys, some of them be like coming off of whatever narcotic or, or uh, I don't know, DT and whatever. And some of them would, you know, be all asleep and guys would elbow them and stuff and, you know, pay attention, especially when he started snoring and stuff. And I would just, like, think, leave him alone, leave him alone. Let him, let him sleep, let him sleep. He's, you know, it, I, I know what it's like sometimes when, you know, you got, so we used to go to church, like, uh, we'd have supper first. I'd get out of work and we'd have supper together and then go right over to church. And you get a full belly, and it's nice and warm. It's cold outside, and it's warm in the church, and you kind of start getting like. And I, I think Pastor Ken's the best teacher in Maine, New England. I don't think we could start talking about second place, but I don't think anyone's better than Ken Gray. He's more interesting, better teacher than anyone I know. And I love the man. I still sometimes be there, going kind of like you know. I, I remember like Pete's gone. He's got his reward. He sleep every Sunday just. <laughs> God bless him. But I ain't gonna throw a throw a Bible at him or something. Yell, "Hey, wake up, man!" I, I I'm not that guy. I, like I said, I'd rather have you sleep in than anywhere else. And I know what that is like. They just ate a five six hour meal, right? Peter and John been up early in the morning preparing for this. Their hearts are heavy. Their stump bellies are full. I, I get that. I understand. I don't think Jesus is like on them like white on rice, giving them the business. But I think he's giving them a, hey, I told you everyone's going to be offended. I think this is really a prayer time. And he, and he wants the fellowship. He wants the, 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 the ministry of presence. Sometimes, listen, when somebody's in such anguish of soul like Jesus is, they lost a loved one. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can do. I don't wave, wave a magic wand, you're going to feel better. No, you're not. You're going to go through unbelievable agony. And what do you want to do in a situation like that? Preach? No. We, we weep with those who weep. Sometimes you need a hug. That, that's all. That, that's, that's. And I, Jesus, in his humanity, is looking for some bro time, some fellowship, some, hey, hang out with me. This is, they, I don't think they understand. And they're human. Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready or willing, but the flesh is weak. You all saying, yeah, tell me about it. What you would do and what you actually do are not the same thing. Yeah, we're a bunch of hypocrites. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, <laughs> now that you mention it. But I'm the same way. I'm the same. I'm, I, I wrestle the same things you wrestle. I, I wish I was the person that I wanted to be. We say one thing, and we, and we want to please the Lord. We want to serve the Lord. We want to be on fire for the Lord. We want to read, like, uh, the, the whole Bible every day. And we want to spend the rest of the day praying and fasting and being... I know, I know, whatever. Whatever you think spirituality looks like. 
And what does our day consist of? Well, paying bills, earning money so we can pay bills, um, and all the things that we have to deal with. And, and, and then, of course, we come home and we're wiped out. Why? Because you're working all day. And you want to grab the remote, turn it on, watch the idiot box, and just your brain's turned to mush because we're, uh, I'm just, oh man, I'm wiped out. I've been, you kidding me? I've been out there in that rat race and trying to dog eat dog, and now I just want to, I know, I know, I, I have the same. Oh, no, I got to get ready for what? What is it now? Oh, I got to do, uh, the, the flesh is weak. Spirit isn't our problem. The flesh is our problem. Flesh is not our ally. It's our enemy. When we learn that, well, you're in a better place. Again, he went away and prayed and spake the same words when he returned. You know, it doesn't talk about the hematidrosis here. It doesn't the Gospel of Luke. He's praying so intently, he's sweating blood. Mark doesn't treat us with that. He spake the same words. When he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. Neither wist they what to answer him. When Peter doesn't know what to say, there's nothing to be said, okay? They didn't have an answer for him. He cometh a third time and saith unto him, sleep on now. Okay, you want to sleep, go ahead and sleep. Take your rest. I think, colon, it is enough because, and I don't think he's, all right, it's enough. I think he's waking them as gently as he can because now, shift in scene, the hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. It's time, guys. It's enough. That's his wake-up call. Rise up. Let us go. Lo, he that betrayeth me is at hand. Rise up and let us go does mean, hey, guys, scatter. It means rise up and let us go meet him. He's not running. Whatever was between him and the Father was settled. Okay, he said, I'm taking the cup and I'm going to drink it to the dregs. I understand, I'm all in. And he yielded his will to the will of the Father. And now he's, uh, okay, there's no plan B. Well, let's go with plan A. We talked about this, we planned for this, and now it's going to happen. Let's, let's get this thing going. Let's, let's do it. And rise up, let us go. We're going we're to go meet him. He's not running. <laughs> Jesus never ran away from anybody ever, or will he ever, okay? Just so you know. He that betrayeth me is at hand. He knows how it's all going to play out. So we're going to end there. Um, at kind of a, It's a little bit of a cliffhanger. Well, I knew I wasn't going to get through it all. There's a lot of verses here. But I, ha I had an idea I'd want to get all the way up to verse 42. Uh, and we know the arrest is going to happen. Next time we get together, we'll talk about that. Let's stand. Worship team will come and lead us out of here and worship. Lord, a lot of takeaways here. A lot of takeaways. Um, our, you know, our flesh is willing. Our uh, uh, our, our spirit is willing, I'm saying, but the, our flesh is weak. And Lord, we don't ever want to deny you, but we don't ever want to be filled so much with uh, 
self, a sense of self, and a sense of our ability to do things. Lord, this whole, this whole section just speaks to our heart where we're at. Lord, in our Gethsemane times, help us to quickly settle what you want us to bring in, a, bring in the change that, you would, that would bless you. And help us not, Lord, ever fight your will for our life. I know that's easier said than done. I get it. I mean, we're so human. But Lord, you're so good and you're God. And you're worthy to be praised and you're worthy to be followed all the days of our life. Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.